Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Country, quoth Robin, and I can touch the strings I wot as never another man in all merry England can do. Truly, good Lord Bishop, many a knight and burgher, clerk and layman, have danced to my music willy-nilly and most times greatly against their will. Such is the magic of my harping. Now this day, my Lord Bishop, if I may play at this wedding, I do promise that I will cause the fair bride to love the man she marries with a love that shall last as long as that twain shall live together." "'Ha! is it so?' cried the bishop. "'Meanest thou this in sooth?' And he looked keenly at Robin, who gazed boldly back again into his eyes. "'Now if thou wilt cause this maiden, who hath verily bewitched my poor cousin Stephen, thus to love the man she is to marry, as thou sayest thou canst, I will give thee whatsoever thou wilt ask me in due measure. Let me have a taste of thy skill, fellow.' "'Nay,' quoth Robin, "'my music cometh not without I choose, even at a lord bishop's bidding. In sooth I will not play until the bride and bridegroom come.' "'Now thou art a saucy varlet to speak so to my crest,' quoth the bishop, frowning on Robin. "'Yet I must needs bear with thee. Look, prior hither cometh our cousin Sir Stephen and his lady-love.' And now around the bend of the high-road came others riding upon horses— the first of all was a tall thin man of knightly bearing dressed all in black silk with a black velvet cap upon his head turned up with scarlet robin looked and had no doubt that this was sir stephen both because of his knightly carriage and of his grey hairs beside him rode a stout saxon franklin ellen's father edward of derwold behind those two came a litter borne by two horses and therein was a maiden whom robin knew must be ellen behind this litter rode six men-at-arms the sunlight flashing on their steel caps as they came jingling up the dusty road so these also came to the church and there sir stephen leaped from his horse and coming to the litter handed fair ellen out therefrom then robin hood looked at her and could wonder no longer how it came about that so proud a knight as sir stephen of trent wished to marry a common franklin's daughter nor did he wonder that no ado was made about the matter for she was the fairest maiden that ever he had beheld now whoever she was all pale and drooping like a fair white lily snapped at the stem and so with bent head and sorrowful look she went within the church sir stephen leading her by the hand "'Why dost thou not play, fellow?' quoth the bishop, looking sternly at Robin. "'Mary,' said Robin calmly, "'I will play in greater wise than your lordship thinks, but not till the right time hath come,' said the bishop to himself, while he looked grimly at Robin. "'When this wedding is gone by, I will have this fellow well whipped for his saucy tongue and bold speech.' And now fair Ellen and Sir Stephen stood before the altar, and the bishop himself came in his robes and opened his book, whereat fair Ellen looked up and about her in bitter despair, like the fawn that finds the hounds on her haunch. Then in all his fluttering tags and ribbons of red and yellow, Robin Hood strode forward. Three steps he took from the pillar whereby he leaned, and stood between the bride and bridegroom. "'Let me look upon this lass,' he said in a loud voice. "'Why, how now? What have we here?' 
Here be lilies in the cheeks, and not roses such as befit a bony bride. This is no fit wedding. Thou, sir knight, so old, and she so young, and thou thinkest to make her thy wife? I tell thee, it may not be, for thou art not her own true love. At this all stood amazed, and knew not where to look, nor what to think or say, for they were all bewildered with the happening. So while every one looked at Robin as though they had been changed to stone, he clapped his bugle-horn to his lips, and blew three blasts so loud and clear they echoed from floor to rafter, as though they were sounded by the trump of doom. Then straightway Little John and Will Stutely came leaping and stood upon either side of Robin Hood, and quickly drew their broadswords, the while a mighty voice rolled over the heads of all. "'Here be I, good master, when thou wantest me,' for it was Friar Tuck that so called from the organ loft. And now all was hubbub and noise. Stout Edward strode forward raging, and would have seized his daughter to drag her away, but little John stepped between and thrust him back. "'Stand back, old man,' said he. "'Thou art a hobbled horse this day.' "'Down with the villains!' cried Sir Stephen, and felt for his sword, but it hung not beside him on his wedding-day. Then the men-at-arms drew their swords, and it seemed like that blood would wet the stones, but suddenly came a bustle at the door, and loud voices. Steel flashed in the light, and the crash of blows sounded. The men-at-arms fell back, and up the aisle came leaping eighteen stout yeomen, all clad in Lincoln green, with Allen a Dale at their head. In his hand he bore Robin Hood's good stout trusty bow of yew, and this he gave to him, kneeling the while upon one knee. Then up spake Edward of Derwald, in a deep voice of anger. "'Is it thou, Allen a Dale, that hath bred all this coil in a church?' "'Nay,' quoth Mary Robin, "'that have I done, and care not who knoweth it, for my name is Robin Hood.' At this name a sudden silence fell. The prior of Emmet and those that belonged to him gathered together like a flock of frightened sheep when the scent of the wolf is nigh, while the bishop of Hereford, lying aside his book, crossed himself devoutly. "'Now heaven keep us this day,' said he, "'from that evil man.' "'Nay,' quoth Robin, "'I mean you no harm, but here is fair Ellen's betrothed husband, and she shall marry him, or pain will be bred to some of you.' Then up spake stout Edward in a loud and angry voice. "'Now I say nay. I am her father, and she shall marry Sir Stephen and none other.' Now all this time, while everything was in a turmoil about him, Sir Stephen had been standing in proud and scornful silence. "'Nay, fellow,' said he coldly, "'thou mayest take thy daughter back again. I would not marry her after this day's doings, could I gain all merry England thereby. I tell thee plainly, I loved thy daughter, old as I am, and would have taken her up like a jewel from the sty, yet truly I knew not she did love this fellow, and was beloved by him. Maiden, if thou dost rather choose a beggarly minstrel than a high-born knight—' take thy choice i do feel it shame that i should thus stand talking amid this herd and so i will leave you thus saying he turned and gathering his men about him walked proudly down the aisle then all the yeomen were silenced by the scorn of his words only friar tuck leaned over the edge of the choir loft and called out to him ere he had gone good den sir knight thou wottest old bones must always make room for young blood Sir Stephen neither answered nor looked up, but passed out from the church as though he had heard not, his men following him. <laughs> then the bishop of Harford spoke hastily. "'I, too, have no business here, and so will depart.' And he made as though he would go, but Robin Hood laid hold of his clothes and held him. "'Stay, my lord bishop,' said he, "'I have yet somewhat to say to thee. 
The bishop's face fell, but he stayed as Robin bade him, for he saw he could not go. Then Robin Hood turned to stout Edward of Darewold, and said he, Give thy blessing on thy daughter's marriage to this yeoman, and all will be well. Little John, give me the bags of gold. Look, farmer, here are two hundred bright golden angels. Give thy blessing, as I say, and I will count them out to thee as thy daughter's dower. Give not thy blessing, and she shall be married all the same, but not so much as a cracked farthing shall cross thy palm. Choose. Then Edward looked upon the ground with bent brows, turning the matter over and over in his mind, but he was a shrewd man, and one withal that made the best use of a cracked pipkin. So at last he looked up and said, but in no joyous tone, If the wench will go her own gate, let her go. I thought to make a lady of her, yet if she chooses to be what she is like to be, I have not to do with her henceforth. Nevertheless I will give her my blessing when she is duly wedded. It may not be, spake up one of those Emmet. The bans have not been duly published, neither is there any priest here to marry them. How sayest thou? roared Tuck from the choir-loft. No priest! Mary here stands as holy a man as thou art, any day of the week, a clerk in orders. I would have thee know. As for the question of bans, stumble not over the straw, brother, for I will publish them. So saying, he called the bans, and says the old ballad, lest three times should not be enough, he published them nine times over. Then straightway he came down from the loft, and forthwith performed the marriage service, and so Alan and Ellen were duly wedded. And now Robin counted out two hundred golden angels to Edward of Durwald, and he, upon his part, gave his blessing, yet not, I wot, as though he meant it with overmuch good will. Then the stout yeoman crowded around and grasped Alan's palm, and he, holding Ellen's hand within his own, looked about him all dizzy with his happiness. Then at last jolly Robin turned to the Bishop of Hereford, who had been looking on at all that passed with a grim look. "'My lord Bishop,' quoth he, Thou mayest bring to thy mind that thou didst promise that did I play in such wise as to cause this fair lass to love her husband, thou wouldst give me whatsoever I asked in reason. I have played my play, and she loveth her husband, which she would not have done but for me. So now fulfil thy promise. Thou hast upon thee that which methinks thou wouldst be the better without. Therefore, I prithee, give me that golden chain that hangeth about thy neck as a wedding present for this fair bride." Then the bishop's cheeks grew red with rage, and his eyes flashed. He looked at Robin with a fell look, but saw that in the yeoman's face which bade him pause. Then slowly he took the chain from about his neck, and handed it to Robin, who flung it over Ellen's head so that it hung glittering around her shoulders. Then said Mary Robin, I thank thee on the bride's part for thy handsome gift, and truly thou thyself art more seemly without it. Now shouldest thou ever come nigh to Sherwood, I much hope that I shall give thee there such a feast as thou hast never had in all thy life before. May heaven forfend, cried the bishop earnestly, for he knew right well what manner of feast it was that Robin Hood gave his guests in Sherwood Forest. But now Robin Hood gathered his men together, and with Alan and his young bride in their midst, they all turned their footsteps towards the woodlands. On the way thither Friar Tuck came close to Robin and plucked him by the sleeve. "'Thou dost lead a merry life, good master,' quoth he. "'But dost thou not think that it would be for the welfare of all your souls to have a good stout chaplain such as I to oversee holy matters? Truly I do love this life mightily.' At this merry Robin Hood laughed amain, and bade him to stay and become one of their band if he wished. That night there was such a feast held in the greenwood as Nottinghamshire never saw before. 
To that feast you and I were not bidden, and pity it is that we were not. So, lest we should both feel the matter the more keenly, I will say no more about it. End of chapter 13 This recording is in the public domain. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.